everybody this is the crossed up podcast and i am your host grace martinez espina episode two here we go let's get started today i want to start with a quote by winston churchill goes like this if you're going through hell keep going now why would i start with that we don't quit not when things get hard not when things don't go our way not even in the middle of a freaking pandemic, not ever, we don't quit. Those three words have lately become a mantra of some sort for me because when life happens, it's very easy for us, myself included, to want to just throw our hands up in the air, throw in the towel and say, you know what? I give up. I quit. I don't know what to do anymore. And life's got me right now. I can't do this. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to tackle this. I quit. It's the easiest thing in the world to kind of just let life happen and back down and not fight back. But the purpose of life, in my opinion, is when we get knocked down, It's not about how we get knocked down or what happens to us. It's how we get back up. You know, fall down seven times, stand up eight. That's the sweetness of life. That's the best part. Because, you know, we all love those stories of those people that have overcome so much adversity. But every single time, they just get right back up. And they eventually win. That's the best part. Those are the stories that we live for. We thrive off of those. We get inspired and fired up by those stories, right? And even with me saying that now, it's even easier for someone to say, oh, well, Grace, you know, that doesn't happen to me or that only happens in the movies. Whatever you want to say, whatever excuses you want to make. Honestly, I... Couldn't care less to hear that because to me, it's a bunch of BS. You know what? Maybe it does happen in the movies, but guess what? It happens in real life too because obstacles happen to everybody. Granted, some people have to deal with more adversity than others, but nobody is somehow exempt from life's inevitable obstacles, roadblocks, whatever you want to call it. It happens to all of us. What matters is how we respond. And to quote Viktor Frankl, he says, between stimulus, your obstacle, and your response, there is a space. In that space is our power to choose our response. And our response lies our growth and our freedom. Clear as day that it's not what happens to you but rather it's how you respond to what happens to you. Now, visualize with me here real quick. I went from being recruited by one of the top Division three colleges in the nation 
to not having a spot, to not playing for two years, to finally being able to play again after trying out and making the team. Now, how is someone like me, who's not tall by any stretch, I'm actually very short and not the fastest, and let's not forget, didn't play for two whole years because that's a pretty big thing to bounce back from. How did somebody like me make something like this happen? Like no, no other person would be able to do that. But I did it simply off the fact of I didn't quit. I wasn't trying to give up. Giving up or quitting was not a thought in my mind because I knew what I wanted and I knew that no matter what was going to come at me because obstacles are bound to happen, I knew that no matter what, I was going to keep going and I was going to get it. I was going to make the team. But furthermore, I wasn't just going to make the team. I was going to make my mark on the team. And that's the difference right there because it's all well and good that I chased this goal and bounced back after not playing for two years and I made the team. Woohoo! Claps for me. Give Grace a pat on the back, whatever you want to say. Like, good job, Grace. Go, Grace. But I could have just chilled from there, right? I made the team because my first year on the team, there were seven returning seniors and then five other returning players and a couple of transfers before me. Like playing time, consistent playing time and big minutes was not in the cards for me that first year. Simply off the fact of all of those upperclassmen and all those other players that were there before me. They had that one up on me. And I could have easily just sat back and said, well, I don't need to do anything because now I have to work that much harder to get just a little bit ahead of these players that have been here before me and some of these players that might be a little bit better than me or might know the system better than me. I could just kick back and chill. You know, like I don't need to try I made the team. That was my goal, right? To make the team? No. My goal was, after making the team, it's make my mark on the team. Because I know I didn't just do all that work to sit on that bench. Mm -mm, Not me. I wanted to make my mark. I wanted to let people know that number 15 in Brooklyn College was a force to be reckoned with. In some way, shape, or form, I'm going to make my mark on this team. Simply put, I knew what I wanted and I kept going regardless of what came at me. So first year, upperclassmen, I'm not getting a lot of playing time. And then personally, I had some issues with family at home. So that messed me up a little bit. Second year, now we're getting some more playing time. But then, boom, I sprained my ankle. Build it up, get stronger again. Less than a month later, boom, I sprained that same ankle again. Now I'm pretty much sidelined, but I still find a way. I'm like, all right, let's go get physical therapy. Let's get this ankle stronger. Let's do what we got to do so that we can play. I forged through that. I got some more playing time, and I helped bring my team to our first championship, and we did that. Now, third year comes, it's my senior year, I'm building myself up, I'm training every day, getting myself stronger, and just overall better for my last season. 
and I'm being hit with a bunch of adversity from my coach not making me a captain to my coach not making me a starter to personal issues at home to now spraining my ankle again, plantar fasciitis in that same foot, and then, which another thing that most people did not know about because I didn't say anything to anybody, I actually had a broken bone in my foot. Nobody knew about this because I didn't say anything. When I went to the doctor to get it checked out, they were like, yeah, you have a broken bone in your foot. You need a boot. You can't play for the rest of the season. And my response was simply, in lesser words, go kick rocks. I'm going to go play. But I was hit with a lot of adversity. And I could have easily said, you know what? Maybe it's just not in the cards for me. Maybe making my mark on this team just isn't going to happen. I mean, if it was meant to happen, I wouldn't have these roadblocks, right? I wouldn't have these injuries or I wouldn't have these setbacks. But you have to look at the simple fact of when you play any type of sport, injuries are bound to happen. That's kind of out of your control. You can only do but so much to prevent injuries. And as far as the personal stuff, that stuff happens. It's stuff that's out of your control. What you do from there determines whether you can keep moving forward or you just stay where you're at and, in a sense, even move backwards. I chose to keep moving forward. I chose to find a way to forge on because maybe it didn't work out this way, but it'll work out another way. There's always another way to get to your goal. There's never just one clear-cut way to do something. There's always another way. You just have to be the one that's willing to put yourself out there and find that way and keep going through all the roadblocks and setbacks that are coming your way. So from getting little to no playing time in the beginning to having personal issues at home to injury after injury after big time injury. How was I able to keep moving forward? These are things that could have and should have honestly knocked me down and set me off course. But I refused to quit. I refused to back down. I know that despite all the struggles that something good was going to come out of it if I just kept going. I just did not give up. I was relentless in my pursuit of making my mark on my team because I knew that if I kept going, I was going to get there. I was so much closer. If I just kept pushing just a little bit more, if I just went a little bit harder, that I was going to make my mark, that I was going to achieve my goal. You see, in times like this, especially when I was in college, things that kept me sane was the work that I put in and my faith because I could always trust that the work that I put in, the countless hours of work that I'm putting in, quality work is going to pay off regardless of if I'm not seeing it right away or if it's not visibly being shown to me yet. And then my faith, moreover, that's pretty much taking care of everything that's 
not entirely in my control. Like I can't control what coach does. I can't control whether he wants to put me in the game or not or whether he wants to do this and that. I can only control the work that I put in. And then I let God take care of the rest. I knew that what I wanted to do wasn't going to be easy. You know, I knew that I had to work twice as hard to be half as good and to get just a fraction of the minutes that somebody ahead of me was getting. But that's what I kept doing. I was always in the gym because I knew that so long as I kept moving forward and pressing forward and continuously, diligently doing my part, that it was going to pay off. And I did not want to see or believe any other way besides that. I kept going. And it was to the point where people were like, damn, Grace, you are always in the gym. But it's like, why are you always in the gym if you're not getting those minutes? Like, why are you working so hard? Why? Why am I working so hard? Why aren't you in the gym? That's what I was asking. Like, what are you doing just chilling here? Like, we have this great opportunity to play on this team. Like, it is a privilege to be on this team. And you're just coasting around? You're okay with just being on the team? Having a jersey and having some cool equipment? No, that's not what I'm here for. Uh Uh-uh. But even in those moments after doing all this work, training my ass off, working hard, doing the little things, practicing before and after practice on my own, and I'm not really seeing the results that I want to see in the form of minutes, that is. I'm not getting the minutes that I feel like I should be getting. And it's very frustrating in those times because now you start to almost question yourself, like, is it worth all this time and effort that I'm putting in? You know, maybe those people that are always like snickering at me, in a sense, making fun of me for always being in the gym and like barely playing, maybe they're right. Like, why am I in the gym? I'm wasting my time working so hard if I'm not even playing those minutes, right? But you see, I just, I just couldn't see it like that. I just knew in my heart that hard work will never, ever go unnoticed. And in due time, my time will come if I don't give up. It literally states it in the Bible. I believe it's Galatians chapter 6, verse 9, where it states, and let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up, end quote, if we do not give up. It literally says in the Bible, keep going. Don't give up. Your time is coming. It may not be right now, but that time is coming. God is always on time. All right. I had to trust that too, as frustrating as that was, because I am a very impatient person, especially now in the society that we live in. We are all a level of impatient. We want what we want now. Hell, we wanted it yesterday. We wanted it last year. We want it right now. We don't want to put the work in. We don't want to wait. We want the results right now. So it's frustrating, especially as an athlete, when you're putting in so much work, so much work behind closed doors that nobody even knows about, and you're not reaping that harvest. 
but it says clear as day, in due time, you will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Keep going. God is always on time and you have got to trust that. And on top of that, you have got to trust the work that you put in because I'm telling you, it is going to pay off. See, in times of struggle and strife, trials and tribulations, that's when you have to trust God the most. That's when your faith is really being tested because it's in the fire. It's under pressure where we start to question ourselves. We start to doubt ourselves. And moreover, we start to doubt God because we're not seeing the results that we want to see. We're not reaping that harvest that we're looking to reap. It's really easy to be all smiles and rainbows, praise God, all glory to God, and feeling all fine and dandy when everything's going our way. And we can visually see things, especially when we can physically see something tangibly happening in our favor. That's when it's really easy to be all positive and things like that. Very seldom do people keep that same energy when things aren't going their way, when obstacles arise, when you can't physically see things moving in your favor, or when things just aren't going your way at all. You know, everyone's a hustler until the work shows up. Can you keep going when the going gets tough? Can you trust God even when you don't see things going your way, even when you aren't sure if things are going to work out at all? Because you see, that's what those obstacles are there for. It's a test of your faith. Right there, that is the test of your faith. Obstacles are meant to test you. It's not to punish you. It's meant to move you forward. You have to look at obstacles and setbacks as a way of advancing you forward. We need to change this perspective of what obstacles are because we look at them in a negative light, but they can actually move us forward so long as we change the lens and how we look at these obstacles. But furthermore, that is a test of our faith. Right here in James chapter 1, verses 2 and 3, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Simple, but not easy. But then hearing that, people are probably like, what? Consider it joy when I have obstacles in my life. What is there to be joyful in my life about? I have this thing that's holding me back and it's getting me in my way. Why would I be in any way, shape, or form joyful for this setback that's coming in my life? Why? Because it's a testing of your faith. It's a test to see what you're really made of. It's a test to see how much you really trust God. Can you trust God enough to know that he will handle it even if you don't physically see it? Can you trust yourself as an athlete and the work that you put in that it's going to pay off even if you're not seeing the results you want to see, even if you're not getting the minutes that you believe that you deserve right now? Can you keep going before and after practice to put in that extra work, even when you got people chirping in your ear like, oh, why are you putting in this extra work? You don't even play. 
this, that, and the third. Can you keep doing that extra work? Can you block out the outside noise and trust the work that you put in that it's going to pay off eventually? It may not happen now, but it's going to pay off. I think if you're hungry, if you're determined, and you know what you want, I think you should go relentlessly hard and keep going until you see it in fruition. I think you should keep going despite what anybody else is saying to you because what anybody else says to you doesn't matter. Trust the work that you put in. Trust that God will take care of everything else that's out of your control. Be persistent. Be consistent. Weather the storm because blessed is the one who perseveres under trial. Because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. Blessed is the one who perseveres, not the one who quits, not the one who walks away when the going gets tough, not the one who whines and moans and makes excuses for why things aren't going their way and who plays the victim. No, blessed is the one who perseveres. Blessed is the one who gets knocked down seven times and stands up that eighth time coming back for more. Get up and fight back. Do not give up on your goals. Do not give up on yourself and definitely do not give up on God because God never gave up on you. So when challenges arise in your life, you should accept it. You should almost embrace those challenges because you should know your faith is being tested. And as an athlete, when pressure comes your way, when obstacles come your way, you should embrace that. You should embrace, you should chase that pressure. You should want that pressure. Because with that pressure, that means that's a test of your skills. Your skills are being put to the test because anybody can perform in practice. Anybody can perform and play really, really well when they're in the gym by themselves, putting up a bunch of shots and working on a bunch of ball handling drills. Anybody can do that by themselves and look really, really sharp. But can you do that when you have a pesky defender on your ass that's not letting you even catch the ball? Can you still shoot that same way that you did when you were in the gym by yourself, when you have a defender's hand in your face, when you have a defender grabbing at your jersey, tugging at your shorts, pushing you, hitting you, basically doing everything and anything to throw you off track and to make your night a living hell. Can you still perform under all that pressure? You see, because that's what pressure is for. Nobody puts pressure on a player that they're not worried about, right? So think of like a scouting report. Would you rather be that player that the other team has you starred on their scouting report? Like, oh, we need to get this person off their game. I need my best defender on them. And I need you to pressure the hell out of them because I can't let them do their thing or else it's going to be a long night for us. Are you going to be that player on the scouting report, if you even get on the scouting report, that's like, oh, yeah, you don't have to worry about them. Whoever is guarding them, you could play extra help. If they get the ball and shoot it, let them. If they make it, okay, I'll live with that. Because I don't know about all y'all, but... I would find that downright disrespectful if someone didn't even bother to guard me. Like, what? You're going to let me shoot the ball? You really don't think 
that I can make this shot right now? That's, oh my goodness, that is so disrespectful. No, I want that pressure. I want that defender chasing me down. I want the hand in my face because now I know that they know what's up. They know that if you give me an inch of space that I'm shooting the ball. If you give me that space, I'm going to shoot the ball and it's going to go in. And if you don't try your hardest, then it's going to be one hell of a night for you. All right? So I want that pressure. My hoopers out there, y'all should want that pressure. Because with that pressure, you should know in the back of your mind, oh, they're putting this pressure on me because they're worried about me. They know that if they give me just an inch of space to operate, that I'm going to pounce on them, that I'm going to let them know you're going to have to do everything and then some to stop me because if you don't, then it's game over for you. So that's what I mean. Like when those trials come your way, when that pressure comes your way, consider it pure joy when you face those trials. When challenges come into your life, accept it, embrace it. Do everything in your power to endure these challenges and rise above them. Have faith in God and trust that he will get you through this and trust the work that you put in, that it will come into fruition and that you will reap your harvest if you do not give up. This challenge, this obstacle, this struggle, this storm will pass. It won't last forever, but you will. And you'll come out stronger and better because of it. Why? Because we don't quit. We don't give in to doubt. We don't give in to negativity and we don't hang our heads when we fail. We don't back down when things get hard. Of course things are going to get hard. If it were easy, everybody would do it, right? Nobody said that this was going to be easy, but they said that it would be worth it. And it's worth it when you keep going. Oh, but Grace, man, I've been putting in so much work and coach hasn't been giving me the playing time and he's playing favorites and he's doing this and that, blah, blah, blah. So what? So what, you going to quit? You going to quit just because it's getting hard? If you were going to quit, you, you should have quit last year. You should have quit last game, last practice, last class. So what? Things are getting hard. You're just going to quit? Look at how far you come. Look at all the work that you just put in to get to where you are now. You're going to quit after all that work you just put in to get to where you are now? Nah, come on. Get something out of it. Put that pain in. Put that work in. Get something out of all the struggle that you've been dealing with. Don't just back down because stuff is getting hard. Push through that. That's the stuff of legends right there. When you push through that, like... Think about how good it'll feel when you take that challenge that was supposed to knock you flat on your ass. Take that challenge head on and beat it. Something that was meant to throw you off and knock you off course only rose you up, only lifted you up higher than you were before. So when struggle comes your way, own your struggle. Embrace that struggle because it was meant to happen. It is a test of your faith and it is a test of your skill. Rise above the challenge and be better because of it. You see, I get fired up when I talk about stuff like this because when I look back at my history and everything that I went through, I could have easily given up when basketball was completely taken from me. But I chose to rise above that and I went after it recklessly. I went after it relentlessly. 
and I made the team. But I took it a step further. I dared to take it a step further and say, no, I don't want to just be on the team. I want to make my mark on the team. But if I'd have let those personal issues, those issues with playing time and just my own ego and injuries get in the way, I would have just cruised on the bench. I would have never been my team's sixth man. We would have never won a championship. We would have never even made it to the championship. I would have never had my moment in the sun. I would have never had my moment to rise up and be that player that went from not playing for two years and barely getting minutes in scrimmages to now playing 30, 35 minutes a game. I would have never had that if I gave up, if I chose to just sit back and chill and just lay low. But you see, I dared to push forward. I dared to embrace my struggle and rise above because of it. I love this stuff. And you know, maybe I hate it in the moment when life gets hard. But in the end, I know that when I push through and I keep going, I'm going to be better because of it. So my friends, my hoopers, my podcast listeners, and everybody else in between, when things get hard, don't be so quick to get discouraged. Don't be so quick to doubt yourself because you have to take that second to look at what's happening objectively. As hard as that might be initially, you have to give yourself that time to look at the task and look at the situation that's unfolding before you. Don't be so quick to doubt yourself. And my hoopers out there, when things aren't going your way, especially when you've been putting that work in, because I understand, I know what it feels like to put in hours and hours of work and just not see it go in your favor. But trust the work that you put in. Trust that your work will not go unnoticed because I promise you it won't. Hard work never goes unnoticed. Do not get discouraged when you don't see things going your way. Push through that. Keep going. Go harder because of it. Go harder because that resistance means that it's coming. Usually when things get really hard and you push through that, that's when the breakthroughs come. That's when you really got to put your foot on the gas and just keep going and refuse, refuse to be outworked because it is so damn hard to beat somebody that just won't quit. It's so hard to beat somebody that refuses to be outworked. Even if you are having a crappy game, even if you're having a crappy day at work or at school, refuse to let what's happening to you bring you down. Don't ever let anyone outwork you. And then furthermore, don't ever let anything outside of your control bring you down so much that you lose focus on the task at hand. Own that. Own that struggle because it's there for a reason. It's meant to push you forward, not push you back. Simply put, we don't quit. My challenge to all of you for the rest of the week, the rest of this month, the rest of this year is that when challenges arise on or off the court, 
I want you to look at that challenge in the face. And I want you to own it. I want you to acknowledge that, yeah, you know, this might be hard. And this might suck right now. But I'm going to get through it. I'm not going to let this bring me down. I'm only going to make this raise me up. I'm not going to back down. And I'm not going to quit. I'm going to keep going. And I'm going to be better because of it. That's my challenge to all of you. We don't quit. Not now. Not ever. Well, that's all I have for now. So until then, stay the course, stay blessed, and stay ready. Because in due time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Don't quit. Keep going. I believe in you.